0: Well, it is so good to see each of you this morning, and and as we've been uh, a wonderful day to praise the Lord. But the two videos that you saw, you know, in life sometimes we get so busy. And sometimes in life, as we get busy, sometimes we just don't know which way to turn. And especially when you lose a loved one, that is always a difficult time, whenever it is. But even the last video, just to reflect and to think and to be reassured this morning that our Lord God knows you. Now, I know some of you are saying, he knows me. Yeah, he does. As I used to say, warts and all. God knows you. But you know, that is a wonderful thing. That God knows us. But Satan, many times, tries to come along and, 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 and tell you that you are alone. That no one cares for you. No one is concerned about you. That you are alone. And let me tell you this morning, without a shadow of a doubt, that's a lie. God has made you. And God has made you for a purpose. Years ago... And I don't know how many, but I'm going to, uh, it'll date me a little bit. But there was a movie that came out called Mr. Holland's Opus. Okay? And in this movie, it portrays a man who is married and he's trying to provide for his family. And really, his dream in life was to write this piece of music that would be played by an orchestra. That's what he wanted to do, was to write music. But he found out very quickly that writing music didn't always provide the income he needed. And so there was a job at the high school teaching music. And he took that job and he began teaching music. And, and at that time, a lot of the high school students could care less because the music he was teaching wasn't what they wanted to hear. But then he started showing them all the different wonderful things about music and then eventually in uh, band and all of these things. And the movie shows his life of a 30-year period. And then it comes towards the end of the movie and it shows him walking into the music room, the band room for the very last day of the school year, which also meant his last day of work because the school district was removing the music program from that school. And as he walked in, he was reflecting upon his 30 years of teaching, kind of the load of all of that was upon him. And he was he was down. His best friend at school came in, who happened to be the football coach, came in and encouraged him. And he said, come on, I want you to f with me. And he took him to the auditorium. Well, what he didn't know, that in the auditorium was all these students. But besides that, up in the back of the auditorium was a full orchestra. And the young people... That he had taught in those 30 years. Formed this orchestra. And this piece of music he had been working on for 30 years. It never had been played. They did it. And allowed him to lead it. It was just the, the time of him where he was down. And, and thought, man, what about my life? And I don't know what I'm going to do. And then he saw these young people that he had taught for some 30 years, playing the very piece of music he didn't know would ever be heard and how it brought back that juvenation in his life. One of my favorite psalms is Psalms 139. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 139. It'll also be on the screen. But in Psalms 139, verses 1 through 18... I want you to know that God knows you. Let's look at this together. It says, Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wonderful knowledge or this wondrous knowledge is beyond me. I am lawfully. I am unable to reach it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I live in the eastern horizon or settle at the western limits, even there your hand will lead me, your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day and darkness and light are alike to you. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. If I counted them, they will outnumber the grains of sand when I wake up and I am still with you. This morning, as we think of these verses, I want you to know that to me, this reminds us that we serve an all-knowing, ever-present God. And I don't know about you, this doesn't scare me, this delights me. To know that our God is aware of us. God made us you know that one of the things and I, I, you know one of the things that's very dear to me is the sanctity of human life life is precious we have seen that in our church even with our own children with our with our babies with our children life is precious it is amazing what god does and this morning, I, I just want us to, to be reminded, as we, as we think of this this morning, what difference does life make? Does someone really care about you? Maybe you th- you're thinking sometimes you were at a point that you say, I, I don't think anybody cares about me. Well, I want you to know that someone does. And I want you to know that God cares about you. No matter where you are, God cares about you. And I want you to know that God knows you. God knows you better than yourself. But God knows you. In the opening of this psalm, you you see where the Lord is saying, he said, I have searched you. I know you. I know when you sit down, when you stand up. God knows your heart. God knows what's going on in your heart right now. God knows your fears. Those things that scare you. Those things that you are, 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 are worrying about. God knows those fears. God knows your thoughts. He knows your motives. He knows your dreams. He also knows your frustrations. You see, sometimes when we have those frustrations, we think, oh man, you know, I, I shouldn't have these. Everybody. Everybody has frustrations, right? But God is saying, he said, I know that. I know your heart. I know your fears. I know your thoughts. I know your motives. I know your dreams. I know your frustrations. I know your past. I know your present. And I even know your future. He notices what's going on around you. And what God wants to do is that he wants to better you. He wants to help you. Now, God is no fool. None of us, none of us in this room live a perfect life. None of us. But God is saying here this morning, loud and clear, I still love you. God loves you. And he wants to lay a hand upon you. You see, in the Old Testament, there was a practice where the father usually... To his oldest son. Would lay his hand upon him. And give him the blessing. What we find here. From that Old Testament practice. Is that God is saying to us today. He said I want to put my hand upon you. Because you're my child. I have made you. And I want to give you my blessing. I want to give you what you need in life. You see God. He wants to bestow The blessing upon us. To help us in life. Now just like I was asking the children a moment ago. Does these children, did these children, did they always listen to their parents? We know the answer to that, right? No. Did you listen to your parents all the time? I know you did some. All the time? No. Do we listen to God all the time? No, let's be honest. No, if we did, our world would be a lot different. But God knows us and God wants to help us and instruct us. And he wants to bestow his blessing upon us. He knows us. But also, listen to this. You are special to God and God. (laughs) Maybe I hadn't thought about that. God's going to pursue you. God's coming after you. Now, give that a thought. God's coming. God is pursuing. Look at verse 6 with me. In the same chapter, 139 verse 6. It says there, this wonderful or wondrous knowledge is beyond me. This is David. It is lawfully. I'm unable to reach it. And then he says, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee your presence? If I go to, up to heaven, you're there. If you've made my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I live here, there. You know, it just goes on. David says, and God says, I will be wherever you are. Now, sometimes God's there and we don't let him in. But, but you ever find yourself... Have you ever found yourself in a place... You really didn't know how you got there, but you knew the moment you did, you shouldn't be there? You know, think about that. You didn't know how you got there, but the moment you did, you knew this is not where you need to be. Let me tell you something. God will even come to you there. And and is willing to help you, bring you where you need to be. Or in life, sometimes... Alexa and all the other helps that tell you where to go. Can't tell you where to go. But God can, can't he? God can always show us the way. God loves us. That's why he pursues us. That's why he comes after us. Let me put it another way. There are some parents here that I know without a shadow of a doubt. Who from day one, whenever, who have been praying for their children. And they have even been told by others, look, your, your, your child is messed up. You need to, you know, that prayer, all that praying you've done, is it, 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 it doesn't matter anymore. You need to stop. You need to go on with your life. And that person says, no, I will never, never stop praying for my child. And oh, how true that should be. Because one day, God and that child are going to meet. And there will be a glorious reunion. There will be a time where, again, wherever that child is, God will find them. And that's why it's so important for people today to pray. And not give up. God is in the pursuing business. He will pursue us. He will find us. Now, I know sometimes we have put God through the test, trying to say, well, God, you ain't going to find me here. But you know what? If you look, he's there. And he will help you. You see, he wants to give us that hand of guidance. He, he wants us to, to hold on. Have you ever had a child sometimes hesitant to go with the flow? But if you put your hand out or your finger out and they grab hold, they'll go. Right? You'll go. Yes, she will. They want what? They want someone that will lead them. They want, sometimes when they put their hand in your hand, that gives them what? Security. It gives them an assurance. Guys, I want you to know that's what God wants to do to each one of us. God has sent his beloved son, Jesus Christ, down to this earth So that we could have the assurance and go where we need to go. No matter where we are. God says, take my hand. I also want you to know that God himself made you. You are not junk. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. I know you probably, some of you have been told that. But go back to verse 13. Where God says, for it was, or the psalmist, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you. Because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous. And I know this very well. Guys, this this to me you know, sometimes you have little things made in the USA, you know, get made by God. Made by God. That's why I've always believed life is precious. Life is very precious. And we need to see that God has made us. Now, you say, well, if God made me, he made me defective. No. God made now, we've all been made different. We have been made different. Can you imagine if we were all the same? Completely same mannerisms, same everything? There'd be more killings than anything. But you know, God has given us so much potential. Science, medical history. As they have dissected this body, as they have studied the organs, as they have tried to replicate. It has been a miracle to modern science as they see the how God put together this body. They're still learning all of the techniques and what they can do. They're still learning. But here's something. Now... I know that some of you are into computers. And I was looking online and and I forgot where the latest one is. But they got these now supercomputers. I mean, that would take up a whole basketball court or even more. I mean, they're just huge things. And they were saying how much they can process and, and, you know, and all these things. You know, how much this and how much they can process. Do you know what? The human brain has the capability of computing more than any computer man has made today. In other words, our brain has the capability. Now, I know some of us, you know, I'm still stuck in third grade. But but, but our brain has the function. And think of what God has done. God himself has made us. God himself made you. That means you are something. And then the last point that I I want to bring out is that God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Look up with me down in verse 16. The second half of that. It says, all my days were written in your books and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand when I wake up and I am still with you. God has plans for you. He has a plan for your life. I know you might be thinking, well. There's no way God still has a plan for me. I've messed up my life. Wrong. God still, always has, had a plan for your life. And God still has a plan for your life. He you ever thought sometimes, and we all do this, I do it. Someone will ask us something, we we'll say, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Can you think of something you can't do? I'm sure you can. Okay? Now, sometimes we can't do it because we don't want to do it. (laughs) You know, we just don't want to do it. You know, it's like, can you paint that wall? No, I don't paint. I don't clean windows. Some of you say that. I don't clean windows. Right? Because we don't want to. But now, if the right person or the right incentive, we might do it. You see... God has a plan for us. And wherever we are in our life right now, I want you to know that God still has a plan for you. And this morning, having that faith in God and reaching out to Him, and He'll reveal that plan. Now, sometimes it's step by step. Sometimes He gives you a... a, 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 Perception or gives you where you say, hey, this is where I want you to be. This is where I'm going to put you. But God has set a plan in motion. Now, I don't mean that God has wound up the earth, got it all set up, and then he goes and sits back over here. And then whatever happens, happens. I'm not saying that at all. Because, you know, you remember at Christmas years ago, you know, we'd you'd have these trains and you put them on the tracks and and everybody said, oh, yeah, you could turn get them set, put them on and they'll just run for hours. (laughs) My train always seemed wanted to derail, you know, I had always going "Oh No, it took the turn to and had to go back. I, I want you to know that God has a plan for us and God is there each step of the way. Now. I don't know if some of you are like me, but, but sometimes when people tell me things, my little brain, because maybe I haven't used it enough, but my little brain, sometimes it just gets to a point where I stop remembering what you're saying. You know, it's like, what did you say? Like last Sunday, someone said, uh, Brother Frank, da 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 I said, okay. And I thought, I'll remember that. By the end of the service, I go, I don't know what that guy told me. And, and that hasn't happened to you, Right? That did not happen to you. You know, I, well, I don't mean. I, so I had for the service. I said, what did you tell me earlier? I want you to know that God is with us each step. In other words, what I'm saying by that, sometimes I know sometimes, okay, let me make this step. and then Okay, God, tell me the next step. Remember when you got married and some of y'all were worrying about when the preacher says the vials, well, I forget them. I know I've had, I've had, you know, I've had couples, you know, I say the vows and they go look at me like, what? I understand, I told them, I said, don't worry, I'll say them again. You know, and that's what God is telling to us. Yeah. Maybe you got off on the wrong track, maybe you went the wrong direction. God said, okay, that's okay, I'm here to show you because I have a plan for you. He knows you, he persuades us or comes after us. He, he has a purpose for us. Now, some of you are thinking, but preacher... I'm messed up. There's no way God can use me. Let me ask you this. If I had a brand new new $100 bill, and I threw it on that floor, and said, whoever can get to it first, it's yours. We'd probably have some of these kids. (laughs) Okay? Now, what if I took that, that $100 bill, and I crumpled it up, put dirt on it, and threw it back out there and say, the first one that can get it is yours. Now, would you say, oh, it's dirty. I don't want that $100 bill. Oh, would that dirt matter? Will that $100 bill spin with dirt on it? Oh, yeah, well. Well, Guys, it should remind us, some of us have been like that $100 bill. We've been crumpled. We have gone through dirt. Maybe we're in the dirt, but we still have value to God. Don't let Satan tell you that because you've messed up in life or you went down the wrong path in life, that you're no good. That's a lie straight from Satan. You are worthy. And we've got a God who is saying, look, I know it all. And I still want to give you my grace. You see, that's what God is saying. He says, I know you all the way through, but I still want you to experience my loving grace. And I want to part upon you. This morning, I want you to know we serve an awesome, awesome God. And you are valuable to him. Let's pray gracious heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you, Lord, for watching over us. And Lord, this morning, if there's one, Lord, that doesn't know you, we pray that they will. And Lord, we pray that we would all see, see that we have been made by you. And Lord, we thank you in your son's name.